Welcome to your Daily Dose with Bob and Nick. Before we get into today's episode, Nick and I want to take a moment to say thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope the things we share and discuss and discover add something to your week that brings you a little perspective, or at least a smile. It's what we get out of every time we record. Now check out today's dose as Nick and I banter about comedy and culture. Enjoy. I go back to the Golden Girls example, as I almost always do when it comes to people being direct. Like for Rose, they had to make the excuse that the reason she was like that is because she had a stroke. And so the governor in her head that makes her think before she speaks was gone. Yeah. yeah. And very few people remember that because I think they just morphed her into a character, which was just she's older, so she's going to do whatever she wants. Well, and she's the one that always kind of said the crazy. She's the Phoebe. Yeah. It's the Phoebe of the group, yeah. right? If, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you look at the Friends set, sure. Phoebe was the person who always did that, came up with the little silly, weird, off, off the center kind of perspective. But I, f- I forgot that the stroke was involved. Yeah, yeah. I think in the 80s it was like, well, women can't just speak their mind. So we had to give her a way to do that. Like, and B. Arthur was kind of a known quantity in terms of being sort of a, an abrasive character, but even she, yeah. yeah. But even she wouldn't go as far as sometimes uh, the Rose character did. That was, I've never seen B. Arthur play a soft character. She's always played someone. She was typecast. Somewhat harsh. Even on, I don't know if you ever watched Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, uh, I forgot she was on that. She only was on a couple of episodes, yeah. and she was playing like a babysitter for Dewey. And they danced <laughs> this this tango in the kitchen with a, a rose in their teeth. And at the end of the tango, she has a heart attack and dies. That was the warmest, softest character I ever yeah. saw her play. Yeah. You know, I mean, it wasn't she was never unkind in the character she played. She no, was always no, no, no. very she was smart, always a great person, but had yeah. a biting wit. Had yeah. a, and that was that was an offshoot of. All in the family. Yes. Maud. Right? Yeah. Maud put out, the, I mean, they put out Jefferson's. They put out Archie's place or the bunker place. Was that Archie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They put out um, Maud. There was one other one, wasn't there? It was Good Times. Was Good Times off of that one as well? No, I don't think so. Good Times was off I'm of trying to else. think because, um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. Laverne and Shirley. Oh, well, Happy Days. Happy Days, and there was a bunch of spinoffs from yeah. that, too. Well, there's uh, Mork and Mindy, and Laverne Laverne and Shirley, Shirley. Uh, Chachi, and the other Joni loves Chachi. Yeah. <laughs> the most forgettable. I don't know why they even tried to make those characters into something. I mean, Chachi's call line was, wah, wah, wah. Yeah, yeah, that was supposed some. to be. That was. It was the be... 1970s and 1980s. You could make a television show out of anything because yeah. there were three networks. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that captive audiences less selective? Aren't they? Yeah. That's something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I for one would take back a little bit of simplicity. I feel like I, I get I get Netflix fatigue. I get I get exhausted and almost don't feel like watching the TV after spending an hour looking at all the options that are out there. I almost have to approach my TV with a plan. Like, okay, I'm going to get on and I'm going to watch this thing. And then I'm going to watch this thing. Because otherwise, I can while away the hours. Just Imagining you in an Indiana Jones outfit at the beginning <laughs> of uh, the Ark one. What do you call it? Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's the one. <laughs> and you're going through, like, approaching your television like that. Yeah. Like you're trying to get the remote as the golden idol. <laughs> and then you're running away from all the choices, which is that big yep. uh, ball. Replacing the little... The, I don't, the, the little yeah. uh, remote with a little bag of sand. Yep. Yeah, that's me. 
that's me. Yeah, that's Actually, me. I have a hat that kind of looks like Indiana Jones's hat. It's such a cool hat that when I went on vacation with it, that my people that I was traveling with asked me to take it off so they could write down the brand. I'm like, I must look really cool in this hat if or they the want looks one really for cool. their own, you know? Because yeah. that's what all the movie stars do, right? Like Clark Gable, he decided not to wear a T-shirt under a shirt in a role. I think it was in a ha- it happened one night uh, with Claudette Colbert. I don't know why I know that. And um, and then the T-shirt market like crashed because men were like, I want to be like like Clark uh, Gable. Clark Gable. Thank yeah. <laughs> and so they were. Uh, so all I'm just saying is, you know, I'm a trendsetter. So there were always influencers, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I guess and so. Yeah, yeah. Because well, we just didn't have Instagram before. Because isn't that what Satisfaction, the song by the Rolling Stones, is about? Yes. There's a man trying to sell a shirt to me, or something like that. Yep, that's what it's. <laughs> it's it's basically a consumer uh, song. It's okay. about the consumer mindset. I used that song ad nauseum when I worked at Orlando Health to uh, to present our negative patient satisfaction results. So if you can imagine, I've got quotes about the, the hard time that our patients have had set to that song flashing up in front of our top Perfect. executives. It was. It was what earned me the power to then go and work on patient satisfaction. I'm yeah. like, all I'm asking is permission to go work on this because I was the head of marketing and what I found was it doesn't matter how many nice, sunshiny things you say about your organization. If, they end, if your, your customers end up miserable after their experience with you, all of my work was going into the toilet. Yeah. So as the top marketing guy I was saying, I need to reach through the organization to improve customer service so that all these promises I'm making to the community will be fulfilled. All right, which was a hard thing to do, but let me tell you something. It's how I learned about organizational development, which was my second career. It's, I learned about how to change the culture of an organization as a marketing guy, trying to do it so that the promise I made with the marketing matched the culture they got when they got into the organization. And now for the last 23 years, I've been teaching people that your brand is your culture and that if we don't work on your culture, there's no use working on your brand. Hey, it's Nick. Thanks for listening. The jumping that Bob and I just did from Happy Days spinoffs to Clark Gable's t-shirt habits to culture being a key component of a brand is part of this podcast, Culture and Brand. You're going to hear doses where we stay on one topic for the entire episode, and you're going to hear some where we connect dots where there were none to begin with. And like Bob said at the beginning, we're really glad you're along for the ride. Have a great day.